This is the Extreme Stewardship Podcast, where we explore anything and everything that gets us better at making things good and good at making things better. Right now, I'm particularly interested in getting better at this thing we call leadership. And I'm pretty convinced that the fundamental prerequisite for getting better at leadership is humility. In the last episode, I worked through some basic confessions of a humble leader. So in this fourth episode on leadership, I'll add another confession to that list. And here it is. Character matters more than skill. Character matters more than skill. Try this. Picture four quadrants, four boxes on a chart, two rows, two columns. In the upper left, it says humble and competent. In the lower left, it says arrogant and competent. In the upper right, it says humble and incompetent. And in the lower right, it says arrogant and incompetent. These are your four choices for the person that you would like to follow. Four different choices for the leader by whom you would like to be led. Now, the best option is easy, humble and competent, obviously, because that leader is going to do the right thing without being an insufferable jerk in the process. So, of course, we want to be led by people like that. Diagonal from that option is the arrogant and incompetent box. Generally speaking, this one is easy as well because no one's going to bother with this kind of leader. That business is going to fail. That church is going to close. That company is going to go out of business unless that leader is taken out of leadership. Incompetent, arrogant leaders generally do minimal damage because no one follows them. If your boss is one of those, quit. Everyone else is going to. In fact, Patrick Lencioni points out that when a leader like this is left unchecked, the most likely scenario is that the good people leave, the mediocre people get worse, and the lousy people run the place. Do you want to work in a place like that? There is a temptation to think we can be part of the solution to that problem, and, and maybe we can. I've been in that situation. I thought I could outlast and out-influence an arrogant, incompetent leader, and I was wrong. And when things blew up, as they inevitably did, the damage was a lot more extensive because I thought, and some of my co-workers thought, that we could somehow work around the guy. So my advice is this. If you've got an incompetent, arrogant leader, go ahead and get that resume polished up. It is time to move on. Unless, stealing again from Patrick Lencioni, unless you are in a position to make that leader available to the marketplace. One of you needs to go. It might be important to throw out a caveat before going any further in this episode. The caveat is this. You and I are not flawless when it comes to distinguishing between arrogance and incompetence. We are absolutely capable of mistaking one for the other. We meet someone who's a bit standoffish, who doesn't appear all that interested in getting to know us or listening to us, and we automatically assume they're arrogant. Maybe they're not arrogant. Maybe they're introverted. Maybe they're tired. Maybe there are things going on in their lives at that particular moment that we don't know about. There are all sorts of different possible explanations, so we shouldn't default immediately to a judgment about their character. Our boss goes with his preference instead of ours, and ours turns out to have been the better option. Was that a character flaw? Was it arrogance? Maybe. Maybe not. My point is this. While it is really important for us to consider which shortcomings in our leaders have to do with competence and which have to do with character, 
it is equally important not to overestimate our ability to make that evaluation. Humility and wisdom on our part are going to be critical. Okay, so we have the ideal leader who is both humble and competent, and the obviously not worth dealing with leader who is both arrogant and incompetent. But what about the other two? Well, it probably depends. If I'm learning something from this person, and it's the kind of thing where I can isolate what I'm learning from who I'm learning it from, then I'm going with the arrogant, competent person. I can learn how to build houses from a person who is full of themselves as long as they know how to build houses and how to communicate that technical skill to me. And by my definition, I'd have to call that leadership because that person is doing the work of enabling me to get better at improving creation. But if that leader is leading people, leading teams, leading an organization, not just being a subject matter expert who imparts technical knowledge and ability, then I'm defaulting back to where this episode started. Character matters more than skill, which means I'd rather be led by the humble person than by the competent one. Now that might sound impractical or idealistic, like everything will be better if we're just nice to each other and who cares if we actually know what we're doing. No, that is not what I mean. What I do mean is this. I think there are only two kinds of problems with leaders. There are ego problems and there are solvable problems. Ego problems and solvable problems. Because if a leader is humble, they're going to work on their problems. They're going to hear criticism and receive it and improve in those areas. Pride is an awfully difficult thing to work on because by its very nature, it refuses to admit that there is anything to work on. But if we start with humility, we can come to every other problem willing to admit that there's something to work on and willing to do that work. So given the option, 90% of the time I'm going with the humble, incompetent leader because things are going to get better. I say 90% because there's always the possibility that my organization has put someone in over their heads just because they're humble, and that's a problem. Character might matter more than skill, but it's not an either-or. Of course, there has to be some baseline competency in any leadership capacity. But watch this. Unless we are talking life and death, like someone who has no clue how to be a soldier, appointed commanding officer of a military unit in a wartime situation, unless it's something that extreme, the consequences of a leader coming under the minimum on the character scale are far worse than the consequences of that leader coming under the minimum on the competency scale. And unless we are in the middle of a crisis right now, a humble leader put in the right situation is going to improve over time. And if we go back to the whole theology of work driving this conversation, improvement over time is precisely what we want. Let me narrow this to a local church situation. I don't mean to suggest that spiritual leadership is a completely different thing than other kinds of leadership. I really do think everything I'm saying in this episode and the other episodes applies to both. But go back to the five ways that we improve creation, making it more productive, orderly, beautiful, virtuous, and fun. It shouldn't surprise us that the leader being virtuous is going to matter a bit more in contexts where the improvement of virtue is the main goal, like in a church or a missions organization or a Christian university. So let's zoom in on humble, incompetent leaders versus arrogant, competent leaders in a church. First thing. I've said this already, but I'll say it again here because it's important. I'm not spiritualizing things as though skill doesn't matter. 
Skill matters. Aptitude matters. If you can't do the job, you won't do the job. But look at it this way. Humility, real humility, necessarily leads to more skill. Skill does not necessarily lead to more humility. So when you look at that ideal part of the leadership chart, the humble, competent leader, no one starts there. We have to grow in that direction. And if we start arrogant, we're going to stay arrogant no matter how skilled we are. In fact, if anything, the more skilled we are, the more arrogant we are likely to become. But if we start humble, we're going to grow from less competent to more competent. Second thing, I think the point needs to be really clear in this context especially. The scariest situation of all is the arrogant, competent leader. The highly skilled egomaniac, the brilliant narcissist. The history of religious organizations is filled to the brim with the catastrophe of these sorts of people getting the reins. I, I'm not going to name names here. If you're in the church, you can think of a few without trying too hard. Every cult leader fits this description. Every megachurch pastor who dragged their communities through a sex scandal, a financial scandal, a nasty breakup. At the center of all of these, you will find a competent leader, a skilled leader whose ego led them and led everyone around them to forget that they were stewards, not owners. The book of James makes a good point about this sort of person. James tells us that not many of us should be teachers because those of us who teach will undergo a stricter judgment. And we will undergo a stricter judgment because our position as teachers grants us tremendous power, tremendous potential for good or for evil. The tongue is a fire, an incredible deposit of potential energy, which means that when we identify someone as a good teacher, and what we mean is that they are a good communicator, that they speak convincingly and clearly and powerfully, all we've said so far is that such a person has a greater than average ability to burn the world down. Their tongues are effective, and unless they are guided and governed by wisdom and humility and love, the effect of their speech is going to be to set the world on fire. I'm from New England, and when we talk about fire, we usually mean something good. It's cold and wet, so fire means warmth, comfort, life. My wife is from Northern California, and fire means something rather different there. It means forest fires. It means the skies darkened by ash. It means middle-of-the-night evacuations. It means uncontrollable, unstoppable devastation. Maybe you heard about the town of Paradise, California, just a few minutes up the road from where Annie and I used to live. November 2018, a power line goes down, sparks hit the pine needles, and 24 hours later, a town of 25,000 people is gone. A friend of mine was a pastor there, and 113 out of 116 members of his church lost their homes that night. That's what the tongue can do. That's why arrogant competence in church leadership is so dangerous. All of us who speak for a living can name occasions on which we have misused our gift of speech and started a fire. The only way to put out that fire is repentance and humility. Maybe your pastor isn't the greatest rhetorician in the history of the pulpit. Fine. They can get better at that. 
Maybe your Bible teacher stumbles over their words or doesn't denunciate terribly well or, or doesn't vary their pitch or meter enough to keep everyone's attention. Fine, they can get better at that. I don't mean we can't get more humble. Of course, we grow in character just like we grow in skill, and indeed we must do that. My point is that a fundamental posture of humility is the irreducible minimum for improving at all the other things. And to that extent, at least character matters much, much more than skill. Thanks for listening to the Extreme Stewardship Podcast. My name is Michael Kibbe, and I teach Bible and theology at Great Northern University in Spokane, Washington. My behind-the-scenes partner in this project is my brother, Ben Kibbe. Our editor-in-chief is Anna Lee Stockton. Art comes from Leah Leenhouts. And of course, music is provided by Dave Murray of Derridoon Guitars. If this series has been helpful or challenging to you, or if you've got a story about extreme stewardship that you'd be willing to share, shoot us an email, extremestewards at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You are, of course, welcome to like and subscribe and tell your friends and all that. What we really care about is that you have gotten better at making things good and good at making things better. <laughs>